Welcome back to On the Cusp, where we talk about some of the hard topics in North Louisiana every day. My co-host Matt Snyder is back with me today. Matt, thanks for yes. coming. And with us today is Ben James, and I'm going to let Matt introduce you. Well, Ben is the owner and, and I'll call you head in, investor at Dupree James Wealth Management. He, he left Merrill Lynch and opened his own firm and, and you know, I love those kind of stories. He's also a client of mine and friend of mine and I kind of beat Ben up with questions every week and I was like, man, we need to just go ahead and do this on the podcast because other people need to hear this. And Ben is, is unique, I think, in what he does, one, as a business owner that's running his own small business in Treeport, but also in the way he invests and looks at the economy and, and different things. So. I've bounced a lot of the ideas that I see around in local businesses off Ben for a more global, you know, big picture. Does this make sense to you? This is what I'm kind of feeling, seeing. Does this fit to what you're seeing when you're looking at the big picture? Mm -hmm. So that's been really cool. So I was like, let's talk to Ben about that. Why does the Shreveport economy seem to not always follow the national I think that the Shreveport economy, if you look at it, it's just very different than the national economy. So um, last night I looked at the top 10 employers in Shreveport. And so they were places like, well, the base, the Air Force right. base Always was number one. Uh, a lot of healthcare. So you had Willis Knighton, uh, LSU, right? Christus was on there. And then your schools. The school schools. systems. Uh, correct. Your go government. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Those so, are your big drivers. Right. And so if you look at those, we all know that there's oil and gas in Shreveport, and I'll get to that in a minute. But if you look at just those, they're, they're all beneficiaries typically of government spending. And government spending is very often not in sync with the economy. Like, they'll sometimes ramp up spending to try to get the economy going. So, you know, my wife always says that Shreveport weather is never as extreme as the, the Dallas weather. You know, if they're getting, like, storms in Dallas, we're going to get just a little rain here. Um, it's kind of like that, too, in Shreveport, I think. Um, and it goes back to some policy decisions we've made, um, you know, back in the 80s. Um, my, my business partner, Scott, he always talks about how he was slinging drinks downtown. And then when the oil crash came, the gates literally came down around him and like banks were closing. Mm -hmm. And so the powers that be in Shreveport in the 80s decided we've got to diversify away from energy. And so they moved to more investment in healthcare. They moved to investing in the port. They moved to doing things like the BRF, which I think is a wonderful that thing. That is correct. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, those health care spending just by itself tends to be uh, non-cyclical. If someone feels like they're about to lose their job, they're very often, or at least in the past, they one of the first things they worry about is losing their health insurance. And so people would go and get you know, something taken care of that they wanted to do while they were still on their insurance. So healthcare spending tends to, to lag the cycle anyway. So I think that's one of the reasons um, we've seen um, the Shreveport economy depart from the national. The other is obviously energy. Okay, so mm. my fa one of my favorite stories that we'll just put out on recording, but I tell often, is I was sitting at John Pickens one day and he had a TV on and it was like the news and it was like, 
foreclosing houses, housing crisis in America, you know, like this. And then I looked, and there was an oil and gas guy with three of his guys, and he was buying $10,000 suits, and they were drinking a $10,000 bottle of bourbon while they got fitted. And I was like, what is going on? Why is Shreveport? Yeah. Why is this like this? Well, I mean, very often you'll see an energy spike leads to a recession in the rest of the country because it's kind of like a tax hike on them. So what is good for Shreveport is not always good for the rest of the country, just like you're talking about. I mean, right now, the national trends are showing the consumer is cutting way, way back. I mean, Target CEO just came out and said... Yeah, that was things bad are, news yesterday. Yeah, I mean, and what's funny is Walmart's earnings were fantastic. And the difference there is there's a discretionary spend at Target. There's more groceries and non-discretionary spend at Walmart. So we're seeing nationally the consumers acting very differently than the Shreveport And consumer. here, I can't drive down the street without being ran over by a huge truck with big old wheels. And I feel like every guy in town's gotten a new truck in the last two months. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, at the BRF, you know, we're here to help diversify the economy. And one of the things that we do is focus on startup businesses because mm -hmm. we believe if you grow your own they'll stay here longer yeah because if you invest in them you generate entrepreneurial wealth you generate investor wealth you can diversify your economy enough to where you can survive mm -hmm. some of those ups and downs because that's really what we in Treeport have really learned to live with right. right we hey oil and gas is great everybody's employed Oil and gas is not, okay? Yep. We struggle. And we're fortunate, you know, you, you said earlier, you know, we've got Barksdale Air Force Base. It's one of the largest employers here. Mm -hmm. But we don't have a defense industry built around that. If you go to a lot of other uh, defense bases, okay, you've got Lockheed Martin, you've got Northrop Grumman, all right, you've got uh, Raytheon. Mm -hmm. They're all a thousand person research development production groups. Yeah. Those are high end tech jobs. Now Matt says, you know, just having jobs won't do it. He's, he's all about the culture, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, we just, just finished that episode. But to us, those jobs are key. We want them in Shreveport Bossier. We need one of those big uh, defense industry anchors here to that help, mm -hmm. help yeah. kind of even this out a little bit. That kind of yeah. leads to the other thing I always beat on Ben about. It's the <laughs> argument of, you know, I walked in when I met Ben and it was like, man, I, every cent I have, I'm going to bet on Matt. You mm -hmm. know, I'm going to invest in Matt and what I'm doing because I believe I can control it and I can make more money, you know, betting on myself than you can make in the stock market. Mm -hmm. And over time, Ben was like, yeah, but you should diversify and <laughs> right. you know, have a safer retirement and this isn't fair for your family. <laughs> you know? But so that's a, an interesting argument. How do you balance, especially people with real wealth in our community, mm -hmm. investing locally versus investing nationally or globally? Man, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, so how do you balance investing locally versus nationally? Um, and, um, and, and how do you balance uh, investing even in yourself versus in, in your own business and investing in a diversified portfolio of stocks? So I'll start with the first one. Um, you know, you can always control the risks in your business. You know them better than you know the risks in some publicly traded right. company. So 
you should be able to make a better return there. It's just a, fe a question of, you know, how much time do you have um, and how many opportunities do you have? And, you know, kind of when you run out of opportunities there, we say, you know, then the public markets are probably a good spot to, to look for that. Um, I love your next question, though, and, and it, I think it dovetails into what you were talking about with what the BRF yeah. does. So one of the areas that, that we uh, do very differently than most financial advisors is we run a microcap strategy. And I won't talk much about it today, but the microcap got me really interested in, in, in small businesses, private equity, um, that, that sort of uh, investment. And um, I was telling you before we started, about six years ago, I started doing private investments myself. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the returns can be higher, the risks are a lot, are a lot, a lot higher. higher. But um, for a piece of your portfolio, it's totally appropriate. And um, I guess it really depends on your li liquidity needs, on, on how you balance that. But I came away convinced that um, at least 10% of your portfolio should be in something like that. Um, and I, and I'll, I'll tell you this way, I think this is a great way of thinking about it. Let's say all your money is in the U.S. stock market. And let's say the U.S. stock market makes 10% per year. Just keep things simple. Well, if you put 10% of your money into, take it out of the stock market and put it into some private businesses, even if that all goes away, it just takes one year to get back what you, you yeah. just lost. So, um, and it probably won't go to zero. I mean, the odds are uh, odds it's a are lot. pretty slim. Right. The risk is definitely yeah. higher. Uh, maybe it drops in half. Maybe you're very mm -hmm. unfortunate. Um, but uh, I think that the return story is, is strong enough in uh, investing in very small companies that you don't even really need to get into the whole, well, this is good for my community or not. Yeah, because you know I was about to go right. there. Yeah. I was about to say, because in that investing, you're doing both. Correct. You're investing, and it's good for you, hopefully. Yeah. But it's also good for our community because you're keeping more dollars. That's right. In our economy. So where we struggle, I think, and Dave, you can jump in here. But where we struggle in Northwest Louisiana is, I think that you know the the people that invest in um, startups, let's say, if you're in San Francisco, someone comes to your door every hour every with hour. a new idea, versus here in Shreveport you got to hunt a lot harder to find an idea that, that can really scale. Absolutely, absolutely. We, we see a lot of ideas uh, here at the BRF. Most of them won't scale. And we know that the individual bringing us the idea is not the one that can take this and make it yeah. a great return both for themselves and the investors. That's hard. Yes. And yeah. we... We struggle with, we don't have a lot of talent like you and Matt to pluck out of what you're doing and go, man, you, you need to take this one. Now, we've had a few. Mm. Okay, we've had a few. It was a great idea, university-based technology that they license, high demand, high growth, and we were able to find somebody. Okay? Normally, what's happened to me is one of my analysts go, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they jump into that. So we, we we've struggled with that. Yeah. Now, but then there are others that come in that are really great. They've done it before. They keep going. Yeah, the founders. Okay. The founder is key. A big deal. A big deal. Yeah. We were talking about like 
I love Pelotons. Like, Pelotons is a disaster of a stock. <laughs> I mean, it's just everywhere. And so I love it. And Ben. But and it was I'm a great idea when somebody founder, was sitting you know, there like, and got a team together and pulled it together and, and yeah. made that. But to us, starting your own and keeping your own technology based companies yeah. in North Louisiana pay high return yeah. to the community. And there's a multiple, from an economic development standpoint, there's a multiple of five. Your indirect job rate for mm -hmm. every startup job you create that has a uh, annual salary of greater than sixty thousand dollars falls in that multiple of five. Mm -hmm. okay. We always talk about, and it's to your San Francisco point, is that what Shreveport has for an entrepreneur though is you get to be a star. Yes, that's true. Yeah. I mean that guy that has the tech-based company here mm -hmm. gets a lot of eyeballs, a lot of attention, a lot of love. Yeah. That. Does he get if he's in San Francisco? No, he's a he's a what a small fish in a great big ocean in San <laughs> yeah. Francisco. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's got ten guys waiting in the waiting room to come pitch an idea that competes with him. Right. Yeah. Well, this is the time to do it though. If someone's looking to start a business, you know, it looks like we're entering a recession now. Uh, this is when a lot of small businesses get their start. I mean, you're seeing tech companies just laying off people yes. all over the place. And uh, you know, there's a, like 11,000 people that just left Google. I think, you know, that's 11,000 people that can put ex Googler on their resume and go start a business. That's correct. And if they're looking for a place to start, Shreveport's a really great place to start a technology-based business because we do have a support base here in Shreveport mm -hmm. that's that's willing to do uh, just about whatever it takes to get them to launch here. Um, some of our angel investors, they sit on anything they invest in, they sit on the board. Mm -hmm. And what I've seen is where they put their money at risk, they are now willing to be part of the solution. Yeah. So when you hit that first hurdle, they're there to help you get by that hurdle. Now, you may not have that. If you go to California, okay, you may not have somebody. They're going to, you know, blind investing, yeah. okay, hope you make it. That is not the case here in Shreveport. They're with you. I, I've seen it firsthand. I've seen them find ways. I've seen them whip open their their phone and go, wait a minute. Call the guy. Say, hey, yeah. we need your help. All right? And make it happen. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes um, startup founders make is that they want to hide mistakes. They want to hide problems from, from their investors when their investors have that Rolodex and they can help them. Absolutely. If you, There's nothing you can't tell them. Yeah. And I tell them that all the time. Don't wait until it's a problem. Yeah. If you call me the week before payroll is due, I'm probably not going to be able to help you. Yeah. All right. You call me a month out, say, hey, sales aren't going the way I thought they, they were going to go, we can find somebody. Right. We, can, we can come up with a solution. Well, I mean, this is a great opportunity right now. Like I said, you got the economy that's, that looks like it's heading into a recession. And we also have companies are very concerned about their supply chain. And this is an opportunity like I don't think I've ever seen for small and mid-sized cities. Um, Apple just announced that they were going to bring their chip production to Arizona. It's going to be done by Taiwan Semiconductor, still a foreign company. But you know there, there are cities like Shreveport all over this country that are going to benefit from See, I'm, I'm with you 100%, okay? I think we in Shreveport are on the cusp of being able to do some great things. You mentioned the port. There's some great things going on at the port. We're lucky. You know, people talk about multimodal. 
we're that, mm -hmm. okay? There's train tracks running in every direction in and out of this place. A river runs through it, okay? It might divide us at times, <laughs> but it does run through it, yeah. okay? And we can get anything you want to Shreveport, and we can get it out of here. Yeah. And we have to come together as a community, take advantage of those things, and understand that, look, starting a business in Shreveport really is a great idea because your money goes further. Right. I love the idea that you, you really said it, but without going into it, is that Shreveport, because of its kind of backward economic cycle, mm -hmm. really presents itself well for a company oh, yeah. to come to in hard times. That's right. Yes. And launch out of into a world that e is even ready for it. My yeah. counterpart, Ryan Culp at um, Shreveport Next, he's our lead recruiter to get companies to recruit here. If, if you're thinking about launching a new product line or updating a product line in the manufacturing space, it's gonna be hard not to consider Shreveport. Mm. Now, we got some other challenges we have to overcome with that, but Shreveport is a great place to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the, the resources I would send listeners or viewers to is uh, the economic development uh, talk that The Y published. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you watched it. I did. Um, i become a big fan of Justin Dixon. Um, he, uh, he talks about how you know, he used to recruit businesses to, to the Golden Triangle in mm -hmm. Mississippi. And he said not once in nine years did he ever compete with anybody from Louisiana. Not just Shreveport, no one from Louisiana. And I mm -hmm. really, I believe in what Justin's doing. He's, he's getting sites developed and, and getting them ready to where you can yeah. just go to these businesses and say, hey, this is turnkey. Right. So. You must have those sites to do that. Yep. And that's, we support Justin. We think he's doing a great job uh, as well. Um, he goes and does the big ones. We're going to focus on smaller opportunities. We got to have somebody yeah. in the region focused on those site selection things. He's our guy. Got to absolutely got to have it. No, I love what you guys are doing because, you know, if you think about the average person in Shreveport that has money to to do these types of investments right. we've been talking about, yeah, they can they have enough money to put it in this asset class, and accept the risk. Correct. For it, yes. Okay. You think about that type of person. Very often, they're not going to naturally think about startups. They're going to think about the public investments. And I think a lot of that is because that the wealthier people in Shreveport have typically made their money through their jobs, through working. I don't think that there have been enough people that have been exposed to entrepreneurs. That's one of the things that, that my partner Scott and I saw. You know, we were employees when we were working for a Wall Street firm. And we noticed that, hey, a lot of our clients who've done extremely well became business owners. They weren't working for somebody else, mm -hmm. and so we had that advantage that we could see, you know, 300 lives and see how they how they ended up in the end. But I think that if if more people were exposed to um, how true wealth is created in the United States, then they would really look hard at at, at yeah. Starting. I always say I, I wish a lot of these families would look back on the risks and the aggression it took to build their initial wealth. Yeah. And it is risky. Because, it is. It's it is risky. Shreveport right now might be seen as a safe place where a lot of people with wealth are very calculated and safe. And But if you look back at where this wealth was created, it was yeah. created on risk and going and getting it and getting down working and dirty hard. and yeah. working hard and 
And I think Shreveport could use a little shot of that back in its arm. Yeah, well, you know, every investment portfolio needs a little bit of growth, a little bit of safety. And what we have in Shreveport is mostly, if we were a stock, we would probably be a, a safe dividend paying stock. You know, yep. that's, that's kind of where we are. And we need, you know, we did a good job diversifying away from just energy, but we need more. We need yes. some of that growth. That's why I keep yeah. trying to get Dave to get on this culture train, baby. Let's take a little risk, Dave. Let's roll We're going to get there. I'll tell you what. When we land the 2,000 job opportunity, okay, we'll, we'll have more culture in Shreveport than you've ever seen before. Okay, people will be throwing the money in there. Hey, guys, thanks. This has been great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it, guys. Enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, that was fun. Thanks, All man. Right. Thanks.